So <laughs> it's funny because I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, oh, you about Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Every single month, your bank account is overdrawn. The world is a business. A husband is what's left of a sweetheart after a nerve has been killed. Walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. Obey! Selfish, ignorant citizens, you're gonna get selfish, ignorant leaders. You mean like Democrats? Well, we both agree that must be the reason. Why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they'd like to hear? We are knee deep in a pool of stagnation. Ah, oh, no, no, wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah! yeah. Hey guys, welcome to Objectively Incorrect. My name is Stephen Smith. Today on the show, we have three guests. We have Kyle Marshall, aka Glenroy. We have Dr. Garfield Alexander, and we have Pastor Andron Tuckett. This is the second part of All Men Don't Hug the Same Way. Hope you guys enjoy. But then the, the, the culture that we have, isn't it? An engineered culture based on like the colonial aspects of it and then the subjugation of our people. All of that would, would have a lot to do. Because, I mean, even when, when they brought slaves here, one of the first things that they did to demoralize the entire population to make sure nobody rises up is they would rape them in front of everybody, they would kill them in front of it. They would do these things and it was seen then that that is a demeaning thing. So a lot of that, I don't want to devalue any of that, a lot of that sure. is very influential, very influential. Mm-hmm. But for me, a big part of it is our females. And because look at in the States, the the, the LBG. I always get it this wrong, Kyle. Can you help me with this one? Glenroy, what's the... Go ahead. The, LGBT, the LGBTQ. Right. I-A-P. That community is huge. And, I think, and again, I will say this again. That is run... That is funded and run by the white American male who, is the, who sits at the most powerful pinnacle when it comes to economy in the States. So... Mr. L- Alexander. They, they, no, you, ha- you have to admit this. So they have a voice. Mm. Mr. Alexander. And when, when they speak, it comes as, as an authoritative voice. So a lot of that advancement and movement has been spurred on by pure economy. I'm not saying that. and We don't have that here. Mm. So we're fighting, basically, a lot of that community is fighting upstream. Yeah, Whereas in the US not, now, yeah, you could have ride on certain civil rights. You had funding. You had the media. So it was a... Not not saying that it was easy, but it was much easier than it will be here in the Caribbean. That's all I'm saying, Glenn. Why? But you go Glenn, ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I I actually was um wanting you to clarify something, and you just did, so I, I'm good for now. But, but my question <laughs> is, if we are gonna say that the white men are the ones that are at the realm of this movement. The head. What is the actual movement that you are speaking of? The acceptance, isn't it? The gay rights, gay rights and yeah. acceptance. He, might, he has a good point the, the in a right. If yeah. you look at it, even with the trans... That was pushed by the, 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 the white male. Yeah, even with the transsexual community. I mean, I don't know, you remember when, when Caitlyn Jenner... I'm not saying this is when the movement started. Of course, I know it was before that. But when Caitlyn Jenner um, came out, Bruce Jenner... Um, came out as a transsexual male. He was like hyped up. He was on the cover of magazines. He was like, "Look at okay. this beautiful female." And if I, I don't know if if that could was it, the catalyst for for certain things to happen, especially in the transsexual it, movement. Could it be the catalyst of what was happening, Before? or could it be for the fact that the LGBTQ community has been suppressed and not been seen as worthy of being here on Earth? 
that over the past 10 to 15 to 20 years, that more true socialism, of course, that, you know, we are no longer taking the back burner and taking what's being handed to us, but more so going for what belongs to us, which is an equal playing field like everyone else in this world. Yeah, but we, we all know that for any movement to thrive, it, one of the first things is, is money. And that, 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 that movement was funded by the white male, who in America is the one that has the most money. And so I'm saying if they weren't a part of this whole movement, it wouldn't have made, uh, it wouldn't have made those Not fundamental so steps. It wouldn't. Not so quickly. I, I don't think the movement started in America. I think the movement started back in Europe and then it spilled over into Canada and then America got it. Right, and after they got it frank. because they're the seat of multimedia. Yeah, Europe, as, as big as it is... It's not as influential as It's not as, as influential. It's media is not as influential. As the states. Not even, not even close. I money, mean, on every platform. Money either. Exactly, on every platform. That's true, but I, I, I'm of the view that I don't think that anyone's pushing that agenda as it's coming off, or at least how I'm receiving it. I think it is more of the fact that now that the LGBTQ community is now saying, you know what? We are no longer going to take what's given to us. We are going to take what is rightfully ours, which is an equal place in this world. Because let us look at me, for example. I'm just a very small fraction. I had this conversation with Stephen a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. When I was back in St. Kitts and Nevis, I was told that I'm going to not live to see 30 because I'm going to either get HIV, AIDS, and die, or somebody's going to kill me for being gay. Right. And I lived with that for many amounts of years. Only until after I left, I realized that, hey, there's more to life than getting AIDS and die or somebody killing me because I'm gay. So I started to go get what was mine and saying that to say i started to accept the fact that there's more outside of that so nobody was handing me my death wish anymore i said you know what you can put the death wish there i'm gonna go and live life but that wasn't so that because you were in a different totally different environment a more yeah, accepting environment yeah, actually yeah yeah that's why no in no, saying you were practically oppressed living, no because even living in canada even living, I had this um, conversation with Stephen off record as well. Even living in Canada, I still felt the same way that I felt in St. Kitts and Nevis. You I mean initially, right? Suppressed. Initially, right? Initially, you're talking about when you first moved, right? When I, no, I, I don't live in Canada anymore. No, I left when, Canada. But that's where you went to first, right? After St. Kitts, that's where you went to first. You right? went to Canada first. And initially, yes. the, what we're asking is if initially when you went to Canada, you, you did feel the same way, but did over time, did it change? That's true, networking and interacting and realizing that there's, there's a general a acceptance there, that yeah. there's a community. That's why you started to feel like that. Did, is it so? No. I, I think my perception on life itself changed. I, I want to say, and I'm going to be very frank with this, I think my perception for life started changing around 2011, 2012, when I said to myself, I'm no longer going to accept what society had planned for me. I'm no longer going to accept the fact that I'm going to be dead at 30. I lived my life for many years thinking that I need to do everything before I'm 30. I need to get everything before I'm 30 because that was my wish. That was the wish that everyone had for me. So mm -hmm. then after realizing that, hey, this is not what life should be. You should be able to enjoy life and take it one day at a time, plan ahead, don't plan, enjoy life. So I don't think it's a matter of pushing that agenda. I think it's just a matter of some of us at least that, and I'm not going to degrade the fact that some people are pushing the agenda, yes. 
But for majority of us, I think we are now living in a life of, you know what? I'm no longer going to take what society is putting on my plate. I'm going to create my own plate and I'm going to fill my plate with what I want to fill it with. And we're putting ourselves out there more to be who we are authentically because society has told us for many years that we don't have a right to be here. The Christian community has put us in a box that tell us that we don't have a right to be on God's earth. So therefore, we are no longer accepting that anymore. So we are going into the churches. We are going into governments. We are going into businesses. And we are taking our rightful place like every other citizen should. But I think that was happening before. That's what basically I was speaking to, that we've always had homosexuals. Just that, again, because we live in a very oppressive society, most wouldn't come out. So we, we know the choir director. We know the chef. We know one of the teachers. We, we, we know males who, over time, you, you see that they've never been interested in women, never had children, never had a partner. So we know they've always been there. Just know that they feel, they feel a sense and a purpose that they're now saying, I am gay. I'm probably saying I'm gay, but they were always a part of our society, always adding value, that always existed. But then, sure. I, I don't know. It, um... I think I think what what we're doing is 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 we're saying more or less I, I think is a lot of this is the same um, especially when it comes the, the landscape has changed like a lot the, the the whole reason of us having even this discussion I mean all of us here are kitchens Andrew are you a kitchen yes sir okay great all right all of us here are born kitchen and now we're having a, a a conversation about homosexuality I mean I don't know but this is this is this is big for me right and even being able to sit down. As a religious leader, um, I will call you a sociologist. I'm sorry, you're a doctor. Uh, again, you're a big word. And, and a gay activist. We are, champion we actually, for social justice. Champion for social... No, I, you know, I don't think he would say that. Champion for liberty. I mean, just having this conversation. Glenn Roy? Yes. Glenn Roy, okay. So the, the one thing I want to really touch on, even before we, we, wrap, we wrap this segment up, uh, we don't have like five hours, <laughs> unfortunately, but yeah. I, I think <laughs> we can wrap this up, is I want to touch on even like the, 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 like the toxic masculinity and just, just to have a little bit of thing. I, I don't know if, 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 if Dr. Alexander got a chance to look into it. Did you get a chance to look into it? Or do you know it by heart? No, no, um, I didn't research it as such because I, I just wasn't feeling well for the past couple of days. I actually mm. nearly, nearly missed coming here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to look at it in in in, in our context, and and, and and I have a gripe with with Glenn White. Well, I think I think we both have some some issues. Yeah. But Glenn White, I have one gripe with you. I absolutely think you're amazing. I think you're uh-huh. extremely brave, and the conversations and the narratives that you've had, we we needed them, and we needed them coming from a kitchen. That is absolutely uh-huh. vital, and we need it. We need it to be articulated just as you are, you are articulated. Because sometimes people know what they're saying, but when, when, when people start throwing them stones, they, they get emotional and move away from their proper narrative. And you, you're good at that. Okay. But w- one of the things I've realized about um, the community is that gay and homosexual and Judas white man is still very much insultive, even within the community. Yeah, it's still so. So, so we still have yeah. this lot of calling out like you know I, I i know some man in sync it still does he, i know he with the woman but he's man he really love and because w- w- what we're doing especially when it comes from the gay community it perpetuates that that stereotype that there are lots of these guys are swing both ways when they're guys who 
maybe bisexual or guys who because of society can't really go the way they want so they, 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 they you're play the, the role villain. you're pushing the villain you understand so there's narrative. a there's a pushing of that villainy mm-hmm. that for me personally yeah. um, it could be excluded and I know sometimes there's a defense mechanism sometimes because I was just about to hear right. that and it not only defense. I don't think your narrative like for a while I had to get accustomed to it and I, I, could, understand, I could totally understand it now In, we, we are very particular people if Glenowa was just on this, giving that narrative as here we are, we are gay and we are proud, and we have every right to be like you, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have been listened to. Mm. If he didn't sassy it up the way he has sassy it up, nobody would be listening. He has made there it will known. be an audience. Yeah, he has made it a little bit more interesting. So he has had to put his seasoning in it. Mm. So he fooding and touching like everybody. I'm going to give you a little insight on something. Sure. I'm gonna give you a little insight on something. But that's me only. That's me only going to do. So you don't have to. Hear no, me. That's, that's me I'm, only I'm gonna give you a little insight on something, and it may help you to understand that delivery. Mm-hmm. There is a very clear and distinctive di- um, difference between Kyle and Glen Roy. You just, you just, Kyle, <laughs> the, the pastor just said it. And the pastor just said it over here. Yeah, he was Kyle just like, and Kyle and There is Glenroy. a very clear and distinctive um, difference between Kyle and Glenroy. And I'm going to explain this to you. Mm-hmm. Kyle is strictly for one main reason. I give you very provoking thoughts, whether they may be positive provoking thoughts or negative provoking thoughts. When I say something, I don't want it to fit into any picture frame. I don't want it to look white. I don't want it to look black or red. I want it to smear across the room. So when you go to bed as a doctor, you think about it. When Mr. Pastor go to bed as a pastor, he think about it, whether it may be from his perspective or differently. Kyle is that person. And I'm going to be very honest with you. Kyle is not going to change. Because if Kyle change, it's going to change the essence of the conversation. No, the conversation that I'm having with you right now, it's Glenn Roy speaking to you. So when I come on Facebook and I give a vlog about certain topics, it's a topic that Glenn Roy is passionate about, but Glenn Roy would never, ever say. So Kyle will speak for him. Um, let me ask you I a question. I am not. Sorry, sorry, Go ahead. Sorry, Glenn Roy. Um, let me ask you a question. Would the change of the conversation be good? The, the reason I'm bringing this up is because um, since we've had our conversation... Um, I've, got, I've had a chance to kind of really garner a pool of what people think. You know, people come to me one-on-one and say, okay, I thought this about the episode, yeah. I thought this about the episode and whatnot. And, one, and there were a few people who were very violently against it. And I'm guessing that's, the, that's just the nature of, of you being who you are and you putting it out the way you put it out. I'm guessing, right? But the thing is, one, one particular person was like, the influence that you are having on especially the younger the younger part of the community, the younger generation. Because as adults, sometimes maybe you need to shake the fires, the, the antsness in order for us to get like some to, to have some sort of, you know, some movement in our minds. You know what I mean? But yeah. But the younger, your younger fans, because it's not just older adult people with developments that listen to you. There are also younger people, 12 year olds, 11 year olds, mm-hmm. 10 year olds, who listen to Kyle on a regular basis. Um would changing your narrative or would you consider changing your narrative if you were realizing that you had a profound effect on them and what effect do you intend to have on them? Okay, I'm going to answer this question in two parts. Sure. I am not a parent. I am not here to parent your child as to what your child can watch, can listen to or adhere to. I'm not a parent. I'm not, I, I don't want to come, my thing is 
my delivery may never be correct to every audience. My intentions, though, are always pure. And always the Let's same across the board. And always the same across What's the board. That? Which is not, not being hypocritical. Is that the, that's the narrative? What was that? Sorry? <laughs> there were two things. Go ahead. Go ahead. Garfield. <laughs> sorry. No, my delivery may not always be correct for every audience. Right. But my intentions are always pure. So if you're going to ask me to change my narrative, and I'm not saying any one of you are there right now, if society is going to say, you know what, Glenroy could be influential, I would love for him to change his narrative on certain things because there's a certain crowd could tap into him and he could influence them. Then I am one person, I can make a change, yes. However, the same fire that the society is going to hold me to I want them to hold the politicians to, the doctors to, and the churches to. There is absolutely no reason for me to change my narrative if the church is not going to change their narrative, if a politician is not going to change their narrative, because we all are influencers. Question. We all are impacting people in different ways. And well, hold on. One little intervention there. Also, I think what Stephen was speaking to was about that younger generation. He mentioned 12, 13. Mm -hmm. But like I said, most of the persons I have spoken to would have told me that that paradigm shift in their life would have occurred 9, 10, 11 on the onset of puberty. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't they want to hear this narrative? To hear a guide or a narrative from somebody who's... It doesn't mean... If, for example, I've spoken to a... Lots of doctors before coming a doctors uh -huh. coming before coming a doctor, and my narrative is very dissimilar to any one of theirs. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that because I gave me the narrative, I came home, worked at Jennifer for fifteen years, mm -hmm. then opened a private practice. It doesn't mean mine's before them because because they've, they've told me their narrative or told me their story. It may have influenced me, but not in a great way. And sometimes we get very fearful. And we are great at fear mongering where we think, oh, if Glenn Roy is homosexual and he's on this on internet talking, then he's going to you don't make somebody. No, I don't think that. that I understand. No, no, no. And no I'm agree. just saying that for anybody that's out there. I know of you're course. not. Okay. Okay. Of course. But I'm saying that. But even the person who who, who addressed me, that that wasn't what their concern okay. was. It, their concern was the the behavior because the kids. What they're saying is that they teach children. Okay. okay and okay, those got you. children. Got you, got you. It's not that they're gay. Or they're not against. They're not homophobic. They're not saying this child can't be gay. What they're saying is that the way Glenn Roy delivers. Right. Right. Uh, sorry, not Glenroy, Kyle. The pastor would have corrected mm -hmm. me. The way Kyle delivers is is the way they deliver. You so understand? The pastor with no Kyle and Glenroy so well, and he knows. Well, 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 the thing is, well, the thing he's, is, he's done his research this, for this, this thing. Program. Is, the thing is, I I, I listened to Glenroy's interview, mm -hmm. and uh, oh, I haven't, happened. Yeah, when 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 he asked me, he sent me the link. Yes, I did for for, for the thing, and I spent the next hour and a half. Um, while I was doing listening, and I said, "Okay, um, if I what you sent me, I don't remember if I sent you." Oh, sent oh, it to pass, so. Yeah, well, okay. you should have asked. Thumbs up. And, and so you always come prepared. I don't he, understand your problem. He wasn't feeling well, <laughs> and he's still prepared. <laughs> wasn't feeling well. Pastor, sorry to cut you off. So, 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 so what, 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 what I'm looking at here is an, an understanding of of I I I I follow. I go on my Facebook from time to time, and I've seen a Kyle Marshall responding 
in some posts, especially when it has to do with um, something about um, gay and so forth. Mm. But I never knew who the person was. Oh, okay. It is only when your show and he said, Glenn, I said, oh, which was my response to Steve when he said, would you be interested? Um, I'm going to bring on Glenroy. I said, oh, I worked with Glenroy when I was at Marriott. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then he told me, oh, the other person is Dr. Alexander. I said, oh, I know Dr. Alexander. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I can have a conversation, even if it was persons that I didn't know. Yeah. Be- because, because one of the things I shared with, with, with Stephen is, I'm not interested in having a debate where at the end of it, we are at one another's throats. Mm-hmm. And that, that is unproductive. Yeah. Time, time has fast spent, we, we move away from that. But you, you mentioned that the narratives of the church is, needs to change. And when, 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 when it comes to the way sometimes we conduct our lives as believers, God is calling us to a higher place where, where the thing that people must see from our lives is love. But I want to be honest with persons that love isn't just the goody-feeling thing. Mm. Because as a parent, I understand love involves separating that this is okay and this is not. And whether, whether or not you, you subscribe to the view, that becomes um, your choice. Because, because <coughs> the, 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 way, the way I know God to operate to Jesus Christ is that I've freely given you this, this sacrifice. I've laid down my life and, and I'm offering you a choice to live according to my standards. And it's to, 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 for a man to look like him. That is what we're after. For, for my, me personally, I'm after that my life looks more like Christ. John the Baptist said this when he saw Jesus Christ. I must decrease as you increase. So the standard has to be, how does Jesus look? What is Jesus' response in this situation? How do I treat my fellow brethren? And you watch Jesus in his ministry. He touched the leper. He touched the lame. He touched the blind. He was never a person who segregated persons. Mm. But at the same time, there must be a clear demarcation. If this is wrong and God says it's wrong, then I cannot change it because he has set the standard. It doesn't mean then I must mistreat you because I, I say it's wrong. Because then that means our narrative must then be we must treat every last sinner as if they were the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. It, cannot not, be, it cannot be just a select few that we, 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 we offer. And I'll be honest, I've, uh-huh. I've been in church all of my life. The way we treat ex-cons, sometimes it's, it's like, Okay, but you, you, can't, you can't collect offering because you went in jail for, for, for thiefing. So you must still be a thief. And the redemptive work of Christ is to change you from in out. And the manifestation is that my works and the things I do change over time. So the young man who was in your church, who, who, mm-hmm. who, had that, who was gay, given time and the love that was supposed to be poured out to him, mm-hmm. I'm not telling you he's going to stop being gay or stop having the inclination. But that's not, that's not the, that's not the but, basis yeah, by which you love yeah, him. Yeah, that's You're not the basis on which you love him because he's, he's human. human. Exactly. You love him because he is, he's the value. And I must, I must interject this because I don't think we can finish talking without, without realizing how, how, how... Again, I did a little research on the toxic thing mm-hmm. and I tell Steve I had to stop. Because I find, like most things on the internet, it'll carry you far right mm, or far, far right. left. Yeah. And you get lost as to what you're really talking about. I observed the father the other day with his son crossing the road. And his son fell. And he fell. Me and talk about a sock. He fell hard. Wow. And you okay. know his father's response? Mm. What are you going for? Get up. I'm thinking, how? did you not realize <laughs> how hard he fell? Where is this? Man, man. <laughs> What are you crying for? I'm thinking, no, he's, he's supposed to cry. He's hurt. 
And so that is where I see that whole toxic behavior yeah, that, yeah, that, 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 that the manliness come off in such a way that we no longer touch one another. Mm. You, you, know, you watch how man hug now. We don't embrace. We do this thug kind of thing because we can't embrace because, again, we are afraid of, of people perceiving it as a homosexuality thing. Mm. And, and these, these are the brokenness in our society. We, we look at look like how easy there's no value of life for our young men now. The, this, the most endangered species on this planet is man. It is man. I, I think ecologically we might have a, a differentiation. Hear what I'm saying. I understand what I'm saying. The destructive nature that we have, even Dr. Alexander mentioned, the going out and conquering. Okay, because we, we see things differently. Um, I have to conquer. I, 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 I have to. It's not even you. a conquer. Sometimes it's a matter of I have to eradicate you totally. Obliterate. Yeah. Thank you, obliterate. And, and the thing is, I, I find it. And I thank Glenroy for pointing it out because I say to people all the time, we are looking for these young men in Singhis to change when our political leaders are no different. Mm. Spew and, and don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. When I said we need to change the political leaders, the churches need to change the narrative. I'm not figurative. I'm not saying that literally you guys need to change the narrative. What I am saying is we all have a part to play in society. Mm. And whether the delivery may be correct here and incorrect there, every 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 platform in Saint and Nevis, so every platform in the world, Dr. Alexander has a part to play, the pastor has a part to play, the Christian, the, the politicians, everybody has a part to play. But I think where we need to play that part and understand where our power is in really is respect respecting each other and that's where i think a lot of us are lacking even me sometimes myself is lacking i i can can i can i take that up another level because according to the word of god he has not called me to respect anybody he has called me to love and i think love trumps respect why why because in and of himself i've found that in my relationship with the lord what i do is i treat people like i would want to be treated Understand that when you get to that understanding of that, I'm not basing it on how you should, how I think you should treat me. Mm. I treat you irrespective. If you treat me bad, I'm going to treat you good. You treat me evil, I'm going to treat you good. Because you, my standard, I said, is not based on the way you are interacting with me. Mm. It has to be in what I know to be true. Because I do not believe truth can be many. There has to be one truth. And the truth is that we must conduct our affairs based on love. Because love is still greater. I can't... We, we, we had this old saying. You remember this? I will respect who respect me. Mm. You know how limited your scope is going to be if that is the way you're going to operate? Mm. I'm going to respect you irrespective of if you respect me. Like because I cannot allow my level of respect yeah. to be determined by your behavior. Mm. And, and when we begin to move this way of thinking, we, 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 we then say, oi, love does a certain thing and that's called reconciliation. It, it's supposed to bring people back together. So I tell you, when you say you love and there's division, then I'm questioning the love that you have. Mm. Because it's, it's, it's God's love is intended to bring people back together. The Bible asks, how can I love God who I can't see and hate my brother who I can? Mm. That can't make no sense. Lord, I love you so much, but I can't stand him. I think that's what Kyle was saying all afternoon. I think he was. Yeah. And, and, he was. and that doesn't make sense. So I'm, I'm agreeing with you, my brother. In that regard. That's, in right. that regard. That, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Just leave with love and risk. I mean, let's, let's, let's go with the term love. Or delivery, or way of doing things, even for, you know, I feel a certain way about the church, or, you know, whatever it is. Let's just lead in love. And I think that's where my delivery is 
it's, it's, a, it's from a, pla a place of love. When I say certain things, it's always from... Because I tell people all the time, I don't have no hate in my heart. It's just too much to carry. It's literally too much to carry. I think yeah, but love and hate are on the same spectrum, you know? Yeah, in terms of passion. In, in terms, terms of, of passion. In, in terms of if you, if you didn't have that fervor, if you didn't have that, that heat, that flame... I mean, you're not passionate about the topic. You're not yeah. passionate about what you're saying. Or maybe you're not passionate about right? mm -hmm. and, that, and, like and, and and so don't feel that because you say you're coming out of a way where persons perceive it negative that it's that it's opposite of love because opposite of love yeah. is just no feelings whatsoever. And if you had no feelings, then you would say, I don't care how sink it is because me ain't there anymore. I don't care what happened to the young males that may be transitioning to a point and do, and can't and their sexuality doesn't fit within the box. I to hell with them. Obviously, you've gone abroad, you've seen better, experienced better, and you're saying, I don't want this confusion to be, I don't want persons to fall into this hole, this pothole of confusion like, like, like I did. I don't want to feel, I don't want everybody else back home to feel oppressed. So if I could be a light, whether people perceive it as a light or not, I'm going to be the light, and that, that's passionate. That's love right there. Like you said, your narrative might just be offensive to some, and you can curb that, but you must continue to, to have that narrative. Yeah, let, let, let's, let's be honest here. I can tell you, my narrative will be offensive to some. And I've accepted that. Mm. But it's, it's, it's meant in love. I, I, I carry no ill feelings. I once asked a group of, of, of fellas I was with and so forth, would you hug a homosexual? Boy, what wrong with you? I would hug a homosexual. And it would be easy for me. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I, I, I've always That's asked God. I've always asked God, God, let me see people the way you see them. Because there's always a value. He's, he's correct. There's always something you have to contribute because that is actually scripture. The Bible says that each joint supplying that which is necessary to make the whole function as it will. Suppose you hand this out tomorrow. Look here. Man working. I boss off. I done. You could go leave me because I done with fire this work. It ain't working out. <laughs> it doesn't work. The you pastor need, just said fire the work. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you have to be, you have, you, you have to have the entirety. Holistic. So, so that, but at the same time, like I tell people, my passion towards the fact that homosexuality is the sin is a sin is no different to fornication. It is no different to murder. It is I, I I I do not see a fundamental difference because sin does one thing: it separates you from God. God isn't going to ask you, "Oh, so you was a big big sinner or a small small sinner." No, no, you were Will just he a ask you if you were a small anti-man or eh? a big anti-man? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's not going to... <laughs> we used to say that all the time when we were small. Yeah, yeah. Whether or not you're a big anti-man. But I, watch, I found that the same as... I always said this, becoming a better man has been through my approximation to, to, to women. I want to say approximation. Adapts you on that. Phase. Adapts you on that. In a platonic way. As in, if you don't have a few friends that you just don't... As a man that you don't want to get in the panties, that you turn to for absolute advice... You become a better man. You, if you don't have that, then you ain't a man yet. Then you're just living vicariously through the actions and thoughts and manifestations of other men. Because that's what we do. When we go up, who do we turn to? We, we, we want girls, so we turn to our girls and understanding yeah. that he, ain't he, really, he yeah. being attractive doesn't have anything to do with what resides in him. It's true. Resides in him. Mm -hmm. And I can remember two moments in my life, uh, a friend who's, I wouldn't say openly gay because he... he maybe openly get to his close cohort so he says alright everybody knows but he hasn't gone out on Facebook and said I am gay mm -hmm. and he asked me for a ride to a rental company so I'm driving him to a rental company he says put me out here which is about two blocks before the company and I said why heading that way anyway I could just drop you right there he was like no I don't want anybody to be saying anything about you my good friend mm. and then so you have to understand that 
So here is him. He pretty much out there, but he's more concerned about oh, yeah. you, your image, about my image, and and, and I can perception. to that. So 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 Andrew, I might say, I could hug a man. Mm-hmm. Because main key, however, but lots of persons are afraid to approximate because of the same reason. Because the stigma does not just stay reside within the community; it spills off everywhere. Yeah. Because we're all interconnected. Mm-hmm. Another time, I asked him. I can I can agree to you with what you're saying there. Yeah, I asked another friend who's even more who's openly here to appear on a radio program to talk, just as Kyle is doing now. Mm-hmm. And he told me, "No," I was like, "No," because you know, I mean, obviously, you ain't afraid. You 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 brave. And he was like. Yeah, because it's, it's not just only me. It's one thing if everybody thinks or knows I'm gay, but if I go out there and declare it, I, I, I ref- not only me, but my family receives the, the back- hatred, backlash. The hatred. Backlash, okay. So I could do it because I breathe and I don't care what they say I do about me. Yeah, but from but the my, time... From the time I, oh, I openly do that, it spills over onto my family and I and can't, I can't have, that. have that. That is so, really so, true. But you know, what I'm saying it, is that if you don't have these conversations, and the conversation can't come unless... There's that mutual respect where you're led on your guard as a man and say, all right, we can just talk about anything. Let's just talk about it. Mm-hmm. And that's how you finally understand and finally, you know what I mean, make yourself a, a more holistic and better person. Ain't just about you saying, all right, I don't have a problem with them because I hear people out there, me, I have a problem only when they're straight in my face. So only... No, you do There's have no a problem buts. with them. If you have a problem with them, but you, you know, have a problem. But you know, it's funny, Dr. Alexander, it's funny that you say that just now, you know, because... And that was a very powerful moment for me, and I'll tell you why. My best friend still lives in St. Kitts. And to this very day, to this very minute I'm talking to you guys, I am still uncomfortable mentioning his name to people because everybody knows who I am. So I don't want them to classify him and say he is gay based on his association with right, me right. and being his best friend. And that friend. happens routinely in St. It does. You to know, this very day, you know, what, what, what I thing, still do the same thing. What I think it's is terrible. like I'm protecting him, uh-huh. but he doesn't care because he understands me opposed to me being gay. And he values your friendship over what they say. Friend. He says I'm his best friend, everything, but I am still to this day fear of letting anyone know who my best friend is. And a lot of secrecy is a culture too, because I mean, even when openly heterosexual males are, in, 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 you know, in, in openly heterosexual are indulging in homosexual affairs, you as if you are homosexual and you're known homosexual, you you can't release that information. Like everybody, that homosexual, that heterosexual male, as I say, I'm saying it with ear quotes, doesn't want anybody to know. Yeah. It's like, yeah. hold me secret for me. You could take the backlash, but not, not me. I want to participate in what I want to participate in, but I want to do it without anybody ever knowing that participating in it. I think a lot of the problems to stem from the fact that we, we approach, I, everybody that we meet that is gay, like a lot of uh, toxic things, we, we approach them as the entire gay community. We don't see them as an individual. We see them as a representation of the entire gay community. And to, to flip it to... It's, it's interesting that the gay community would look at any pastor, anybody, and say, okay, this is a representation of all the things I don't like about church, when that person could have a completely different philosophy to what the, the, the status quo would, would, would dictate. Well, if you... That's the thing. That's, that, that's the relationship a between victim and... You, know, vic, you can't... Sometimes we expect the victim to don't have a skewed, uh, a skewed perspective. When they're the victim, if you're a victim, you, there's certain defense mechanisms you, you, you put up to keep yourself protected, to keep yourself insulated away from the abuse. 
So that changes you as a person. So lots but of times you're looking at the victim to be normal. Like for example, if somebody's raped, that I should report it. Mm. Yeah, but that's not that's not normal. If they report it, I mean, if they if you report it two weeks after, then I mean, it didn't happen. It didn't yeah. really happen. If you understand what I'm saying. Mm. So we want we yeah. we are not victims, but we want to explain Normalize. and understand the narrative of the, 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 victim. the victim and make them normal. Oh, 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 okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm glad Doctor Alexander opened that door because. I, I, on 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 a, on a personal level, uh-huh. I wa- actually wanted I, I wanted to comment on something, but I said when I see him in person, because I don't think sometimes telephones do justice for certain conversations. You posted a video, maybe sometime during last week, and he has a lot of female followers who comments on. His of course, video. yeah, he loves okay? he loves to. He's have a lo- those. he's a well loved gentleman. He's a well loved guy, and, especially by and, the females. The older and if you're talking about if you're talking about the video, I think he's talking about that in my, that. that I don't post things looking for females to... No, no, I wasn't okay. thinking that. No, 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 no. I'm that, sorry. That's what I think. But, that, okay. That's oh, no, yes, no. males, we just don't speak up. When it comes to certain topics, we no. just don't speak up. Okay. No, no, no. no. Sorry, what, what, he was, what, what I was saying was not, not from that perspective. That was actually just a little jab at you. Yeah. But, but, but what happens is I find... That's why I said I find you to be a, a social justice champion. Because you, you sometimes post things that kind of shake us up from thinking certain ways. Mm. And... Like I said, sometimes people take them far right of course, or, or, or of course, far left. Of mm. And and my problem with going far right and far left is that we sometimes miss the entire issue. Right. And the video that was posted is is of a girl about to give her husband, I'm assuming, piece of cake. And he turns on and get hit or one of the hardest slap I've ever seen. And I'm thinking, wow. um, what? And I read the comments and they were they were like, oh, me and my father. Um, and my sisters would have taken him out. They would have had a wedding and a funeral at the same time. Oh, sad. And and then and then your comment was, I was expecting some males to to respond. And I, I tell people, I made a comment on Facebook one time, and I learned Never not to, to do that again because again. <laughs> because <laughs> the things that were taken from the comment, I'm thinking, how did you read that, that and get that? And I'm, I'm I'm saying, okay, mm. this is not the platform for proper change because persons usually have their own personal agenda and take it so far that we, we, no lose sight, we lose sight of what we actually talk. And when I saw it, I was like, oh my goodness, how could you ever do this to somebody you love? Mm. And, and, and again, it comes down to a lot of our upbringings. Mm, because we thought that that's how you treat a woman. You, 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 if, she, if she's out of place in any way, shape you, you or form. You put, you put her back? Yeah, because you're a daddy all the time. It's this patriarchy all of a sudden. But, 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 but patriarchy is, 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 not, is not, like I said to you before we came on, the design that God had for, had, had for patriarchy is, is that there's somebody to hold accountable for what is occurring inside of the relationships. It's not a dominant that you do as I say, oh, I kill you or, or you're my property and uh, you, better, you better submit. This is the picture that God paints. The man leaves his home and his wife is submitted to him. But she's submitted to him because he's submitted first to God. And it's very easy to follow somebody who is submitted to a higher authority with, 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 with a standard that is not their own. But then what happens when that is skewed because it's not every man at the head of a home. Th- that is doing what he's supposed to do. But then even Not only so, the whole structure. The whole structure. Has, has changed. A lot. Because totally. a lot of the times. Because Before I think. Before we had arranged marriages, which more than likely is what, what the video exactly. was depicting. Where you where a guy didn't have to even speak to his future wife. wife. All he, he had to do was. He would come to the was, family, all sure. of our dory. The and, if the father, and that 
allowed for a more stable society because any man come in if he can put forward this though it means mm-hmm. that he can financially support, support this woman but the choice was not hers mm. she was passed on so it made for just like no and it wasn't his it either it made for more stable families because there was a woman home all the time carrying out these maternal duties that's that's why you have people coming up in arms and saying woman working now must change the dynamics of society but the truth people is. have forgotten the true history that that paternalistic way that was has been perpetuated on it wasn't always the way because before they used I remember in most of the the first kingdoms, it was matrilineal knowledge, whereas you ha- it, it, it was the offspring of the mother and not the offspring of the father. That's the and Spanish. then it was skewed again to say that only males that could be heads of the household and only kings them could rule. And all these things, but all these things were manipulated by man. They don't show a fundamental bias because of, of this generation, a woman might just be fittest to lead. But what mm. she should do? Leave from behind as we've allowed a woman to do all these years. Like I always ask myself, for years women couldn't even become doctors. They couldn't study for medical school. So how many brilliant physicians we could have had at this point? Millions. How, how, women were not seen fit to be prime ministers or leader of countries because they thought that they could do they when they have periods they're gonna get all emotional and make emotional decisions. So how many great prime ministers, how much further along we've been on if we had some balance? But, 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 and representation from women who have been leading our churches, leading our households. So they could lead in all these other facets. How come we can, they can't lead in this fundamental facet? Mm. So we, we're shooting our own self in the foot. It, and again, so all this forced upon us maleness and forced upon us that he should lead paternalistic. That takes away from us and that is what makes us so hypersexual and so afraid of any man that isn't manly. That's what creates this fear. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have I, thoughts. I have I, thoughts. I, but go ahead. Wait, wait. I, 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 I accept this point that 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 may be the reality for some. Mm. My reality has has been, and my experience is totally different. Growing up with my father being a very active part in my life, I understood the difference that his presence makes, mm. and it 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 has also forced me to 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 see that there are things that would have worked for his generation that are not applicable in, in the way that God wants me to function. Let me give a point not in even case. applicable in this I, 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 I used to get blows. I, 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 I grew up in a house where you're wrong, you get licks. Me too. And, and, and here, here where I'm going with this. I, I wouldn't even call it licks. I don't, I call that's, it that's what I said, blows. <laughs> that's why I said blows. And I'm talking about sometimes, sometimes as parents, you get so emotional that the emotion takes away the logic of what you're trying to the, do. Or the lesson, the and, lesson, and, the and, lesson. And, and so, so by the time you don't get the licks, you've learned nothing because all you remember is that boy, I get I some get licks. Yeah. And one out of two things happen. It's either you remember the lesson mm. and you don't do it, or you remember the blows and you walk out. I could take them there again and you continue. And so the Bible gives us a mandate. When you train your children, you use the rod, but you must also instruct them. If I'm having a situation with any one of my children, we're going to sit down first. And we're going to have a clear understanding of what you did wrong. I cannot, I, like, one time my son went on his bike and he disappeared for hours. We're looking for you. Where you went? Oh, I went all the way over here and over there. I said, please don't do that again. You know why I didn't beat him? There was no rule. Mm. I can't beat him for something that he had no knowledge of a wool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He didn't like, disobey anything. He didn't disobey anything. I'm just telling him, you should have used a better decision. And if you know you were changing where you were going, you should come back and communicate. And hey, daddy, I'm going over here. And I decide whether or not it's okay. Mm-hmm. So he didn't get licks. But next time now that they do something, I don't blow Zimi me children. We sit down and we have a discussion. Hey, didn't you understand? Did, what you understood from this? Do you understand what you did wrong? And most times they understood. And then the punishment ensues. And I'm telling you. I don't hit them more than three lashes because what I want well, to do... you're a big man. Like, two lashes is a lot. No, 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 no. no. You see, you want... That's why he won his five of mine. You understand? Like, <laughs> you see the man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big guy. Like, no, no, no. I, I don't beat my children angry. Okay. I don't because I believe it leaves room for sin and, and abusing my child in a way that... It's, it's, it's unproductive for both of us. I try to be Andrew, but I most times fail. And, and, you and try away. I try to be Andrew. Like, for, for example parenting as much as we don't want to admit it and it's fundamentally a tool that is passed down to you as well yeah like especially if you get vexed yeah you just kind of reenact kicking to what what, what, what you know your parents have, would have done in this situation and most times it have been licks you know because again two different two different styles and two different homes and we in two different ages too right. like you in and would have grown up in a home where he had the father and mother and having two parents around offers an unbelievable balance yeah, it does. It, it, it gives you a scope where you could actually measure. Like, for example, as a parent, you tend to criticize the other one more. Like, I think she may have went overboard here. Yeah. And yeah. then you, you find a measuring point and say, all right, next time I'm going to do it this way. Less. She make a mistake mm-hmm. and you learn from that mistake. Mm-hmm. So, but there must be communication between two Ask parents. Mm-hmm. And that is what happens. So if you, because you could have both parents in the home. If there isn't communication between both, then you're going to ha- have issues. Yeah, you will. And so there's no, you there's lose no it way sometimes, especially because kids test you. Yeah, they do, they do, yeah. So no, they don't. Yes, no. of course they no. do. <laughs> test my parents all no, the time. No, 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 no. They test you. So you, because <laughs> your kids are the only entities that are constantly observing you and, and pretty much know your best. They can't explain some of the things that you do yeah. and the mistakes and 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 if sometimes you just disappear because you don't, as parents we don't feel any need to tell our kids Children, everywhere yeah. we go. Yeah. So, but they they are very much in tune to you. Because they know only really him or her could really way. punish me and who really have to please. You know, it switches afterwards to friends. Mm-hmm. So, they, so, then, so then what you're saying is that even as parents, you, you need to have kind of a united front then because I yeah, can't but, be telling you to, hey, don't go across the pasture after five. And then the other parent is like, oh, after five ain't so bad. So it's like, okay, you ain't home, Andron. And your wife did. And your wife said, ah, so it's okay, you could go wherever yeah, you want. Yeah, that's what communication comes in because you can't fight the fact that she came from a different household. Exactly, exactly. So mm-hmm. her measurements and her tools are different. Are it's different. how we all, you know, we find that, 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 that middle space. Mm-hmm. But communication is a need and every kid needs. But then you see, what you're okay. saying then is not, I don't know if... I've observed men who've had unilateral homes. Like, his word is it. Like, the, the mother is basically under his rule in the same way the children are in the rule. It's like the both of them are on the same level. You understand? Like, I don't see it a lot. I don't know if I see it a lot now, but I, I used to see it a lot when I was younger. Like, yeah, when I say unilateral. Ago. Years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah when because I was younger. And again, because... Lots Man of people like to compare now to the year, but there was no comparison. That's what I tell you. You would see you you had males in Saint Kitts who have we hear about thirteen children. Mm-hmm. That wasn't because they were just frisky. There were lots of times males using pregnancy to keep a woman within their marriage, oh, or because they're competing. But if you have a woman that's just in the home, you're the breadwinner, as they used to boast and say. You're providing all her needs, yeah, especially her outside needs. of. 
you what could you could do. You could understand the psychological, the, the yeah. psychological, especially yeah. for a woman who's much more observant. Yeah. She's she's inferior. She has Psych- to come yeah. home and make sure that you eat. She, she might just want something for the house, mm. but she, she can't get sure without you. Yeah. So she has to make sure you come home and check to see if your mood is right, mm. fix your best food, and to <laughs> ease you into the decision. But if she's working for herself, she just has to come to understand you are right. These are the points where I think we need this for the house, and I'm about to bring this. To much to it. Mm-hmm. You could bring the other part. Mm-hmm. And then you are... But you, there's no fear meeting going if if she is just home, raising yeah. the family, offers no economic... Well, of course, if the man is balanced and is thinking, he could understand how she brings an important role. Yeah. But what I'm saying, we, money and power... Uh, almost, almost linked. But, 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 uh, inextricably. But I, I, I will, I will yeah, inexplicably linked. Again, I can, I can speak from experience because... Um, my mother worked for a while and then she became a housewife. Mm. That's because my dad was, was was running his own company and she would help him. However, mm. but also I think we noticed the value of her being home. Most of my training came from spending time with my mother. Mental. And, and, and having the input again from my father, which was most invaluable. No, no, it, it, did, it, did, it did something spectacular for my life. I developed such a rich um, relationship with my mom. When she passed, it's like a part of me went mm. because we, we had such daily interaction. Mm. And um, one of the things people used to ask is, when, when my wife is with my mother, that's your daughter? And she's like, well, it's my daughter-in-law. This Anna, you get the answer? Mm. Um, yeah. People used to think it was her actual daughter because of the type of relationship they garnered. Mm. And so I watched the way my mother operate and she was able to do some extraordinary things mm-hmm. but she was not the only woman that that would have spoken and have seen operate that caused some effect and and infected my life in a, a way to understand that women had a value that we have always missed or uh, uh, some of us miss and I I, I I i would even bring up dr alexander's mother mm-hmm. there's something she did that day that i thought was extraordinary and you know sometimes people do things and it kind of stick with you because you see the way they operate. Mm. There was a lady passing, because at that point in time, they lived um, just outside of the Methodist church, mm-hmm. the boys' school, the old boys' school. And there was a lady passing to a funeral, and when she stepped, her, her skirt split, and it went up. Mm. And she looked distraught, because hey, you're heading out, and you, and you can... Yeah, yeah, uncapped. And my aunt, which is Dr. Alexander's mother, said, come, come on. And she stopped her work, and proceeded to fix the lady's skirt. Just like, not, not, not even thinking about, hey. Yeah. Because again, she was an awesome upholstery. Did upholstery. And, and, so, and, and I watched the kindness that she, she did it. And without thinking, like without, a second thought. It, it, was, it wasn't even like, well, I'm busy. That's your business. And she fixed it and the lady said, <laughs> how much? She said, nothing. Mm. Nothing. What would it take for me to think and consider you that... Your problems become mine because there's a value in who you are. Love. And having women like that around me, it, 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 it makes me open Huge my eyes to, 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 say, to say, hey, maybe perhaps one of the issues we have outside of, of, of this whole manliness thing is we've forgotten, we've forgotten our position in God. I can't leave that one. And what he's called us to. But we also don't value our women. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes I don't think our women value themselves because sometimes they look to us, not, not in a macho way, but, but we should be giving our women a certain type of value because of how we see them. And on, on, on a 
personal note, I, 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 I enjoy that we now have stuff like Women's Day. Mm. But it saddens my heart that you have to take you a day to recognize the women in your life. Every day, man. Every day. Come, come on. Every day, every day, every come day. on. We, we need to wake up and begin to move away from these knee-jerk reactions. If, if, say one, say two. Even our young men that are dying in the street. You know when it bothers us? When a few of them dead. Oh, 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 we need to. And we, we, we need to. And then there's a lull. And I think Kyle dropped out. Oh, Kyle, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I'm here. Oh, okay, I'm bye, that just frightened me. But I mean, friend, just light up. I wonder if you're gone. Yeah, but so you're saying there's, there's a lull. And we forget about these same, same young men that we were, we were so concerned about. Mm. Their value, value disappeared and reappeared when? At what point in time do we wake up and realize we have a problem? Mm. And we must, it must take all of us to address it. It means putting our men in the white pole positions that they need to be in, understanding their own value. It means valuing our women. I hear things and see things on Facebook and other platforms of how we refer to women. And I wonder, at what point in time did we get okay to do these things? I also wonder the same thing. Kyle, you have a very good relationship with your mother, right? Oh, of course, definitely. That's my queen. The thing is, I don't know. The other day, I, 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 I sat down with my mom and I, I told her, you know, how much I loved her. And so I said, you know, I love her. And she's like, what happened to you? You know, like she, she, <laughs> she, <laughs> she was response was like, something must be up. Wait, like you, you want something, you, you need to come back. Ho- wha- yeah, that's what? my mother that asked, what you want? What you, what you want? What happened to you? <laughs> you get it done? You know, like what? And I said, no, you know what? I realize we, we, I don't, I have to say these things to you regularly. I don't know how long I have on this earth. I don't know how long I have in this planet. I don't know if, if even tomorrow I'm going to face it. But before I go, let me just spread as much love and let everybody who I know feel, know, know how I feel about them. I know how much I value their light and how much they brought to my life. And be as thankful as possible. As thankful as possible. Because every single day is blessings. You, you gentlemen are here right now sharing these ideas and, and, and spending time out of your day to be on this program. I mean, I don't think it's for nothing. At the end of the day, a lot of people are going to, people are going to listen to it. Whether they're listening, even if we catch one person and they get enlightened by what we are doing, I think we're doing an amazing thing. All right? Um, we, as everybody has come to the agreement of at least one thing today. <laughs> um, Kyle, you're laughing, but it's true. We need to That's inject. True. We need to inject more love and understanding. It has to. The, the, the conversations between who we don't understand, it needs to happen. If we don't understand a specific person or we don't understand why they're doing anything, the best way is to communicate, try to touch base, find a way to understand them. Because I don't think we could solve any problems. I don't think we could eradicate the unempathy that I don't know if men have it more than women or women have it more than men. It's just a cultural thing all around. Well, we need to, we need to do better. There's lots of interesting research about that. You know, we have, our brain has two hemispheres, mm. the left and the right, and people like to talk about one being more artistic and one being a little bit more, I don't know, what's the opposite of artistic? Um, logical. The more logical, that's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And anatomically, there's a little bridge of fibers that bridge both right and left hemisphere. Mm-hmm. And in women, from a very early age, it's just thicker. Mm. So they're saying that women are anatomically, physiologically more balanced. Because, because they, of that. They're able to, you know I mean, living both worlds much more easier. But women are, I, I think a lot of it is how we are brought up. Women are brought up to empathize more, to think about of everybody course, yeah. else. Of course, yeah, it's cultural. There's other, other negatives about it. For example, 
you, you, you made mention of that fear of being raped. A man only has that fear of being raped if he gets imprisoned. Mm. Every other time that, yeah, that man, fear that's, is that's, illogical. That's, no, it, you would never think about it. No. And a, wom- a woman from the time she's of age, even before puberty, she's trained and reminded every day this that could somebody could you know. close your legs, don't wear a skirt, that skirt is too short. Your bra showing, yeah. your titty showing, your nipple showing. You're enticing. Every day, yeah. every day we as men, we assault women verbally, even when we tra- think that we're trying to protect them. Mm. Or even when we're flirting with them, are trying to tell them they're pretty and so we... Right. So women are trained to empathize more because, and because of all that fear, they're always in groups. We as men, we're always competing. So women find friends, could talk to friends about anything. We as males... Social. We tend to be a compete. So even when we meet, it's a competition. Who knows the most about sports? Who has the most women? Mm-hmm. These are the conversations we tend to have. Yeah. Andrew spoke about hugging. How much of you friends are you genuinely hug and not give that daps and pulling? Is it daps and pulling? That's what you grew up with. Yeah. No? That's I, not it? I, I, <laughs> I didn't always have my father in my life. I don't even remember if I, if I even remember hugging him as much. Mm. But I had the awesome intervention of Victor Williams and he's as... I know it's a flamboyant, but again, that, that has its stereotypes. But that, that's what I mean is that he's always an outpouring of love. He's somebody that would meet you in the street. I'm talking about when I'm in high school and, and hug you. For the hug. Hey, I'm waiting for you. To do it. I, to initiate. I'm warning you. He's just he hugging you and in. he's telling you he loves you. Wow. I had an uncle at a very age. I remember kissing him. I remember he, his beard would just start going up and sometimes he would dig me. But that was a norm for me. Yeah. He would so kiss it, you normally? Yeah, when we leave him, we go and visit him. Mm. We'd go and visit him, and at the end of the visit, we'd always go and give him a kiss. Mm. I get my kiss every night from both my sons. Yeah. Because, because there's nothing emasculating about it. You, you see, we, we, we've mixed up showing emotion and, if, and, and, if and, 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 and affect and sexuality. It natures you. And unfortunately, because of that, our ability to empathize at times, the ability, the ability to. Because, yeah, it but it comes down to that, about you trying to fit in that box of maleness and what is it that we do and what it is is accepted. Mm. Sometimes, <laughs> because you're not sure what would fit in that box, you just don't know. You abdicate, you just say, no, yeah. I ain't gonna do that because I don't know how we're gonna be seen. Mm. Or you do it and you say, no homo. Like, what the hell is that? You guys got me thinking because I think the only, one of the only males that I hug openly is my brother. No, man, you ain't got no friends with a hug. Not, I got not, some friends like Adap saying good enough. That kind of... No, I mean, I mean hug them. Pull together that yeah, ain't good enough. That the, is, a, is a hug. I think, I think he's one of the, so, the only people. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Glenroy. Doc, Dr. Alexander. Hi. I've got a question for you. Um, you seem to be very social on Facebook. Um, and I'm sure you've seen a lot of the, the good, the better, and the in-between like we all see every day on Facebook. The narrative in which you're speaking right now, mm-hmm. how do we change that narrative of what you just spoke about? How do we go about in correcting that narrative in our young men? That's a big question. Well, right? I, I always try to look back and see when this change was instilled. And, and, and I think and I'm glad Andrew brought it up too. Because lots of times I get a question and I'm, it might seem like I'm going off topic, but I'm not. I'm always asked, you know, why did you choose to become a doctor? And for, for a good while, I couldn't remember. I used to always say that the closest time I remember being impressed by a doctor is going to Dr. Douglas's office and seeing sacks of potatoes. And my mother telling me, that's because people will come and they eat a campaign, even if they compare, that's the way they're thanking him. And I, I remember being impressed by that. Mm-hmm. 
But then after deeper soul searching, I realized it was my mom. Like from the time I could know myself, there was always somebody living in the house. And I'm talking about we yeah. were dirt poor yeah. and there was an yeah. aunt, a cousin. Yeah. So, yeah. Somebody was always living with us. My I mother was this always bringing in somebody, yeah. always. And just the way she would just treat. Remember, I remember distinctly we used to have this, that's why I know him as a drunken man. They used to come and just clean up here. And I'm sure... That's a, that's a task my mother couldn't let anyone else do. So in the end, I understood it for why it was that. She was just helping, helping. this guy. So she would pay him and she would, she would pay him and still feed him. And mm-hmm. they would just have all these drunks or other person who would just... Come and do something. Come and always be eating out there. So that was me mimicking. That was me trying to help. be my mother in the only way I knew I can because I, I couldn't cook. All I know was bites. I said, let me go towards something that could. Uh-huh. As I tell you, know, could bright, be useful bright to men everybody. Becoming a doctor, a lawyer. That, that, yeah, that, yeah. that, that was the, 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 that, that was, was the life. Idea. That was the 80s I grew up in. Mm-hmm. So enough for me, that was a choice because it was my, my, my greatest scope of empathy was, could be manifested through that. I got you. And, and that, that's how I live every day, just as Andrew answered. Because like, one thing could have been like, you know what I mean? Gear, dress, or say, oh, hey, I hope you get to him safe. There are other ways that she you could, could have empathized with a woman mm-hmm. other than to the extreme to which she took She it. did it, yeah. Which would what anybody in that predicament would have wanted. Yep. That you come and you fix it for me and you put me on this, put me back on the road where I'm looking good again. Gentlemen. So, but <laughs> me answer Kyle's question. How? Kyle. <sighs> How? It's a big question. Andrew has a, has a point too, but go ahead, Kathy. I, I just up. think that we just need m- real manifestations of what manliness is. You know, in, instead of the misogyny and male chauvinism, it's just being that provider, being that counterbalance to that other person, being empathetic to take up a lot of the traits that we see as feminine. Mm. If those are toted around, then we'd have more persons who would be able to empathize and not just make a judgment or just hold a stereotype. Because it's pretty easy. What we do, we take the easier work when we get up and we say, Bonner Batman, because everybody doing everybody's that. saying it and yeah. we'll just fit. So how do we make that how do how do we make that not fit? Is when we understand there's I have a friend that's gay. Yeah. I have a family member that's gay and I love them still irrespective of how they choose to live. Because lots of them, because they're already marginalized from the family, and everybody in the family already hates them, then you just, you just, you just fall along. Yeah. I've had a different, I guess it has to be with your outlook on life too, where I value friendship so much. Yeah, yeah, friendship, is it? Like, you know I mean? You, you, I've been blessed to have great family. I, I can't remember any great family upheaval or predicament I see with other persons Same, manifesting yeah. that they don't talk to the brother, they can't stand the brother, they can't stand the mother, or the cousins. Really? You know, like, Andrew yeah. and myself, we grew up like, like, I, I saw somebody put up one time. Yeah. It might have been just a quote on Facebook where they say, your cousins are your first best friends. And that's yes, how it yes, was with true, me true. and them. Like we were always over by the home. Always, you know. Some of the first girls I like to see was my cousins. Yeah, like, I would be honest. You don't have your sexuality yeah, established yet. That's you the know, truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, 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 yeah. glad to know that's your cousin. Yeah, 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 that's the, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, but so, you're right too. You're right about something else. I'm going to pronounce it again. The only time I started to find empathy for, for gay people is when one of my friends came to me and said, hey, look, you know, I, I like, I, I'm gay. Like, I am gay. And I said, like, you know, I grew up with this guy. You know, and it, it didn't, it's not like you couldn't see traits, eh? But to hear somebody actually come out and say that. 
Make it change. It just change my whole philosophy. It's a situation because they, they, there's no actual traits, you know. Well, the thing is, for him, I think there were actual traits because, you know, he would kiss and, you know, he was, I guess, I guess you know, maybe no, I'm, no, stereotyping. I'm stereotyping. stereotyping. Yeah, yeah, stereotyping. I'm stereotyping. stereotyping. But, <laughs> well, all I'll say is this. Kyla Hope may not, may not offend and him. That's, you know, that's you can't one of the problems you have to that people feel like, oh, we have to have traits. So people say, I could tell one. Glenn so Ryan. We do that all the time. Yeah. As men. I apologize. Yeah, I had a big debate about, because, uh, Lord, let me you. fix let me fix it before you're gone. All right, so Glenn Ryan, I'm sorry, <laughs> I apologize. Yes, go ahead. But but what I'm saying is that it it wasn't a surprise when he came out to me. I I, I didn't I didn't assume any different. But just to hear him vocalize it, I thought that he took so much. He took a, a level of boldness because me and this guy used to sit down and talk about girls and talk about kind of things, and I could only imagine how you know how difficult it might have been for him at the time having yeah. to put on that kind of trait of pretense. Because oh, it's been he, difficult before. Because yeah, difficult before. That's the thing I've learned that coming out ain't really a bold battle. It's almost like it's a release. Yeah, yeah. For me, a burden off it's of true. Me. It's true. But then I'm only I'm only talking okay, about my right. perspective. Like I I just I felt like this was something that was a catalyst for me to 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 be empathetic. Because before that, you know, that was the bun when I grew up and when that when that was happening, that was the burnout episode. That was the whole. Yeah, you know, born out of Chichi Man and all of these things. Boom, boom, bye. And then all of these things. Exactly. Born on ignorance. Yes. And not knowing what's on the other side. Exactly. Afraid. But then from the time... that's the next thing about mainly afraid. Always fearful. Fearful, yeah. Let me destroy them over there because... I I don't think a lot of men actually believe in that whole mantra of born out of Chichi Man and fire born of Batman and stuff like that. For example, I, I, I talk to a lot of guys in St. Kitts and Nevis, and I, I, I often say this publicly, and I could say it here. I don't have any gay friends. All of my friends are straight, heterosexual men. And um, a lot of the times when I talk to guys, it's not that they fear talking to a gay man. They fear their family finds out they have a gay friend. They fear their friends find out they have a gay friend because of the stereotypes that's associated with it. That if you, if you deal with a gay gang, you're obviously a gay or something of that nature. They don't fear talk because a lot of, I don't find a lot of people fear talking to me. Guys come and talk to me regularly. But what I've found is that a lot of them fear other people find out that mm. they and I are so close. Indeed. Okay, yeah, but it's the same fear, you know. What I mean? Yeah, it is. You don't want to. You don't want to be yeah. a, a homosexual. You don't want to. You see it as something that could be almost contagious, so you try to run away from it. And just yeah. to finish this story, like I think a lot of the times, and as Garfield was saying, we need to add on or uh, to get rid of these negative male traits. These the and the way to get rid of it is to adapt what would almost be unmale. And when I say that. The empathy toward another human being, um, the appreciation, the openness, the, 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 the not being afraid to be vulnerable, but knowing that communication and the other side of the communication is a deeper band. You know, again, we, the but I also want to say something that. to that, too. Mm-hmm. I honestly want to say something to that, too. We as gay men as well, um, you know, I, and I know I'm going to get some flag for saying this, but we as gay men as men need to also be respectful of the heterosexual communities because... A lot of the times we have heterosexual men coming around us, you know, they just want to be genuine friends. They just have genuine concerns and just, you know, just want to be genuine people around us. Mm. And we sort of like take it for granted that they're hitting on us or they want to engage or indulge in our lifestyle. And a lot of us, I'm saying us, 
as gay men need to understand that it's not every man or every boy who comes around us wants to be indulged in our sexual lifestyle or anything of that nature. They just genuinely want to be friends. So say one, say two. The heterosexual community is very bashing towards us, but we as gay people as well, some of us are not very nice to the heterosexual community. So we also have to look at that aspect of things as well. No. Well, well, I, I think it, it, that, again, boils down to us. You're going to have, even within any community, a spectrum of personalities and, and yeah. characteristics. Uh -huh. For example, I have men that are very predatorial, like anything they see, they run after. So I, because I, I found some homosexual men like that, that they would know that you're true, you're heterosexual. They having one or two drinks and they start hitting. And yeah, yeah. Start and nothing, they start reaching. Nothing wrong with hitting, but they want to touch. They want to. I, 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 I've, I've seen that. Gentlemen, okay. Can, okay. Can, can, before, can before, because Bef there was a there was a question that was was on the posed floor. Uh, uh, by 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 Glenroy about changing the the whole scope of things. And again, I have to give you from my perspective. Mm. When men reattain the original position in God, which is to put the same Christ-like values on everything, let me give you a personal story. A few weeks ago, I was, I was irritated when I got home because of some things had gone wrong in the day and so forth. And when I got home, things were not the way I, I would have liked them to be. Mm -hmm. And... I, I can recall um, something was said and one of the children did something and it kind of spilled over that when my wife asked me something, I responded in a manner that it was, it was rougher than it was supposed to be, but it really wasn't meant for her. It was, it was a spillover. Mm -hmm. I usually do better than that. But, you know, being mm -hmm. human, we, 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 we mess we, up we, sometimes. We, 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 we do. Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, my daughter was in the kitchen when, when, when I answered her. And... My wife just said, okay, and she went. Mm. And I looked at my daughter and I said, I felt within my spirit that wasn't right. First thing I did, I turned to my daughter and I said, I want to apologize because how I answered your mother there just now was not the right way to speak to her. Mm. I said, I want you to understand that is not the way you communicate. I, I can't give you an excuse. Even if there was spillover, there still must be um, self-control exercise yes, of course, yeah. um, in any, in any environment. Yeah. And so then I called her mother and I apologized in front to her mother in front of her. I said, because this is a, when you do something to hurt somebody and the other person's present, you don't go back and apologize in secret. And then I tell her, you know, something we're going to talk about this later because, you know, there were some things that, are, that were affecting, that are affecting me that had I communicated that to her first, it would have probably um, not, not caused that. that. And so I took full full responsibility for my... And I'm telling you, this is what a man looks like. Yeah. You, you have to be able to say, hey, I was wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think Glenn White pointed it out. There, there is a, there's an absence of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. we, we, are, we are ever reminded of every last thing we've done and, and, and we, 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 we happily throw it in people's face because... I'll be honest with you, I found it makes us feel better about where we're at. Mm, mm -hmm. I, I can bring you down because at least it gives me some comfort to know that it's not only it's me not one. Only me one yeah. and, 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 and we have to move beyond that. And like I said, when we value what God values, it puts back our perspective on the value of human beings. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, so there doesn't need that. There's not, not, there's not that need again for all the advocacy because we realize if I train the next generation to do like I teach my sons, I said, you see how I treat your mother. I want you to take take it a step up. You see the areas have fallen. You look at it and say, hey, my I daddy was this. I need to be better. better. And I said, and when you get your children, you show them a higher standard than it. because as you as time elapses. 
and more understanding. There's a responsibility for you. If I know different, then I must become different, different. so that so that I can be relevant to what is happening. happening at the not time. only in my life, but, but in the, the life culture. of everybody. Exactly. Gentlemen, we've. <laughs> when did Andrew become this like super parent? Eh? He's amazing. It's, I don't know. He did after like the third child, the fourth child. <laughs> he got to be, maybe after the, the, the fourth the, one. You need to step up then. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, 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 you got to add, need to to add some more, <laughs> some more levels to your thing. Gentlemen, we've been talking for a bit, right? And I love the conversation. Maybe we need to have this on a second part and whatnot. But I think we really do need to wrap up. Um, Glenroy. Glenroy has been very quiet. I've, Ben yeah, no, I'm here. I'm, I'm following the conversation. Yeah, he, he, I'm yeah he's, he's not Kyle. He's Glenn Wine. Okay. He's a different person. Oh, listen, I, it's a total different person. You're not going to get Glenn um, Kyle on, on, this, on, the, on this. And, and I appreciate that too because yes, I think Glenn Wai, I, 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 I prefer Glenn Wai, to be honest with you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm being really honest. I prefer Glenn Wai. But gentlemen, I don't Kyle, know if... Kyle is, Kyle, is, Kyle is for the internet, but Glenroy is for, for podcasting yes. and, and inspiration. Correct. Um, but gentlemen, I don't know if you have anything that else that you want to say, if anything is that you want to wrap it up, um, but we do need to wrap up the program. I'm going to start with Garfield. He's already... You started with me at the beginning. You started with me at the beginning. Oh, you know, I'm going to start with Glenroy. Glenroy, do you have anything that you want to just say for the very end? I mean, after this conversation, what do you gather? What do you have? I... I... I really want to say I appreciate the, the dialogue here today with um, the pastor there and with um, Dr. Alexander. I think this is the second panel I've been on with Dr. Alexander. We did one with WinFM last year or a year before, which was pretty good as well. So thanks for that as well. Um, I really want to thank both of you as well for the respect. I was very big on that, um, and I I feel like I was given that respect. So thanks. Well, that wasn't transmitted there, so that's just us naturally. Yeah. Huh? That wasn't transmitted to us. He didn't say like, guys. Kyla says that he just wants you all to really respect him. He, none of that was transmitted. So that just this is just us. Guilty as charged, Kyla. I didn't tell him anything about that. Sorry about that, buddy. But I chose people I think would be would <laughs> natural demeanor, sir. Okay. Natural demeanor. I did But um, um, Pastor, do you have anything that you want to add? I, 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 I really appreciate the opportunity to sit and 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 talk with you, 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 you gentlemen, and my brother Kyle. Yes, or Glenn Roy, which, which, whichever one. Glenn Roy, Glenn Roy, um, Glenn Roy. I can publicly express my deep love for you, sir, and my concern for, 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 for your spiritual life. Not, not different from any other human being. Mm-hmm. I, I, I tell people, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I, I've fought hard against seeing labels against people. I, I, I just see you in need of Christ's help, and that's all of us. Mm. I'm not at a point where, where, like Dr. Alexander pointed out, a super parent. It has been a word of mistakes. It's been a word of some hard lessons. And growth. It's, it's a, of growth and development because you realize that some things just aren't working. Mm. They, they really aren't. Yeah. And if we continue doing them, like I, like I said to Stephen, we're going to, we're going to miss one another. Yeah. We, we, we are never going to get anywhere because if we can't have a conversation, how can I tell you about the love of Christ? Exactly. If 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 yeah. I if, if I walk if I walk oh hey, Bondi Batman them um how then can I reach you? Can and even even in situations where 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 as a church we've gone out and we're talking to some of the gang members and so forth, people are telling us leave them, mm-hmm. them let them they're born up in hell and I'm thinking, at what point in time did they lose value? There's somebody's son. We 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 count death now in our country as if it's 
Oh, another one gone in. And it breaks my heart when I hear people like, you mean another one that was somebody's son, son. that was somebody's brother, a child has lost their father. How, how is that just another one train? It's true, it's true. And that is the narrative we now have. Let them go on a f- because it's no different now to how we treated the homosexual. Let them go on a feel and let them kill one another. Okay, and you think that is going to solve oh, them? Let me give you the homosexual version. Put them on an island by themselves and let them steady here. I mean, Be- that's not the way. Because we, we separate to the point that, again, we don't like you. It ain't right. So go away from where you're going and it, it will work out first. But that's not the thing. The problem human being has is sin. Mm-hmm. And sin is anything that God has declared to be sin. It is not my opinion. It is just what God has said. And it's just... And that's, it's the, just, that's the basis. By that's the, the basis for it. Mm-hmm. So so when we do that, I, I see I see um, Glenwa who sounds like an awesome individual. Yeah, like I said, I, I only had a short interaction when we were at... Marriott when he was a server and I was a chef and, and so forth and, and he bore no ill feelings then and I bore none and no, and, no. and then we're here now. Okay. So 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 I cannot I cannot look at him and say, Oh well, you know, this is he's not that's not that's not my place. Indeed. That's not my place. And I really wanna thank you guys for allowing us and we could continue this conversation. Of course, and, this is gonna have to have a part other. too. You said that to all your guests. No, that's not true. That's not true. You've listened like literally four episodes. <laughs> you know what I'm a guest. Dr. Alexander, the great. Uh, I, I, I remember Kyle before leaving. Um, I've, I've seen him on, on Facebook. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him. Like I said, his voice is a needed voice. It's articulate. It's sound. I understand him a lot more now that he has explained the bipolarism. Mm. And <laughs> you just get diagnosed. <laughs> uh, we, do we take that as an official diagnosis? No, let me take no. that back. Let me take that back. You can't say no, we, we, no, we, no, we, we have to find out what what what. No, what, I understand. How is he speaking? The need is. for alter ego. Kyle, let me change that. Uh, let me. Cha- you you're gonna do post production. You're gonna edit out that part. I'm not yeah? editing out anything. Sometimes, Kyle, sometimes I forget how much weight my word carries. You know? That might be seen as a next thing I seen there. Official jabbing you on Facebook for that day. Alexander. Kyle Marshall, bipolar. bipolar. That is the headline for tomorrow. I'm not editing anything. You should know what you're saying. You have a fo- you have a you have a platform. I am I am not infallible. No 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 no. Now I see the need for for your alter ego. Okay. So I must say that. Again, I think when we spoke for you, who again this afternoon? See. You were just much more mellow. Mm-hmm. Listen, I could hear intently listening over there and chuckling now and then. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, again, I found it has happened a lot with me that people would take one tidbit. Yeah. One tidbit of an interaction with you and measure you by that all yep. the time. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I think sure. people feel that you're overwhelming, that you don't give people a chance to talk, that you're always bashing. And I guess sometimes it's because you're outmanned. Right, and they're singing no, a totally no different song with you, right? That's a lot of pun. <laughs> oh, a lot of pun. That's, that's a good strategy, Dr. though. Alexander that's for that's the win today. Strategy. <laughs> Kyle, what are you saying? That's a whole strategy, though. We understand. We yeah, understand. yeah, yeah. That, so I, I, I get a much, a, a deeper understand. approximation of uh, of you today, and my, my respect has gone. Um, yes. On the topic that we've had, I think it's something that we have to detail a little bit more Mm -hmm. because I think that is what is holding back our society. And I think this toxic maleness Mm -hmm. has a lot to do with our approach towards femininity and our love of our women. I I think it's 
tethered to that. And it's also and it's, spilling over to right. me. So if we if we don't approach that and try to solve that, mm-hmm. we're going to be pulling out a history and to figure out why we're so hyper-masculine, why we're so fearful of homosexuals, because it has to do with our females and how we, how we view them and how we value them. That has to change fundamentally mm-hmm. for us to move forward as a people. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we don't have the economic boost. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of resources. All we have is human resource. Mm. So if within our human resource pool, we're marginalizing people because of their sexuality, mm. marginalizing because of their political affiliation already. Mm. You know, who, who are we left with? That's true. And then we, we, we ask ourselves why we have square pegs in our own holes. We have to because all we're left with are the persons who are non-homosexual, none of the other party and who we like. Yeah, yeah. It's very sh- slim. That's a small circle, boy. A <laughs> small circle. That's Almost like, non-existent. That's 0. 0.5 of an individual. If we could only produce, and, and, and if we've only produced one Kim, for all the decades that we've been training and yeah. pushing our athletes, it either means one to, th- one to things. That genetically, our pool is very slim. Mm-hmm. Are we just not searching, or searching hard enough? Okay. Because I fundamentally believe that skill and intelligence mm-hmm. is evenly distributed. Mm-hmm. It's opportunity that is not. Is missing, yeah. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Um Yes, sir. I've been I've been I've been inspired. I think I've learned a lot. Everybody here except Glenn, are you older than me? Yep. Yes. You I'm are. here. You of I'm older than you. Oh uh, Jesus. Uh, okay, yeah, okay, you're okay, the sure. baby in here. Uh, bye. And and I hold the show. <laughs> here we go. I hold the power to edit out the doctor's misdiagnosis, so I'll leave it in. <laughs> It's amazing. I, we, we, we're getting a little bit because you already can't this diagnosis. <laughs> Kyle, so we're winning. Kyle, we're winning. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, I'll, I'll, I'll make nobody use that. He's not, he's not editing. So, so that's I am thing. not editing that part. The other parts, probably going to split this in two. No edits. No edits. Let's, let's just prove this. No edits. No, he's, been, he's a firm believer, just late roll. All right, but anyway, gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. The only thing I'll add is I'll say, you know, if we had to remove everybody that we didn't like, we might have to look in the mirror and remove ourselves. So, when we address anybody and they're doing something that we don't agree with, let's just see them as human beings first and then address the issues them after. I think if we do that, a lot of things will change. And I feel like if we do that, like a lot of change, necessary change will occur. Nobody is lesser than you are. We're all on the same level. Let's deal with each other with the same respect, same human decency that, that everybody should have. And Garfield is saying no because Garfield has some people that he has to diagnose he feels is less than him. All right? But anyway, gentlemen, thank you so yes. much. And, and ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to one of our first panels. Uh, this is probably the second one. The first one we had was with um, the Nameless Podcast. But I think this one was a lot, of different, a lot of different ideologies. And we still came up with something that, hey, we could move forward with this. At least we could agree on one thing. That's love. No, all we right? agreed on a lot of things. We agreed on a lot of and things. we agreed on all the core values. All the core values. But yes, let's just start it with love. But gentlemen, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Objectively Incorrect. My name is Stephen Smith. You can check us out at objectivelyincorrect.com. Or we're on Instagram, objectively underscore incorrect. is I-N-C-O-W-R-E-C-K-E-D. And as usual, guys, peace. No gang signs. Thank you, guys. <laughs>